Well, hey everybody, welcome back to the show now. Yes, if you're watching on YouTube, where am I? I'm walking around my apartment block here. It is a, it's like a typhoon outside here. So I'm actually stranded, believe it or not, in my uh, apartment here. Hard to leave, hard to get into the studio today, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow, so there's no panic at all. Uh, Anybody listening on Spotify, Apple, and Google? Well, of course, we'll keep the show going as well. Uh, but great, loads to talk about here today, guys, uh, for the Japanese Grand Prix. Well, firstly, congratulations to Red Bull. What an unbelievable, oh, just an unbelievable performance this year from the whole team. They've wrapped up the Constructors' Championship today in Japan. And the, the way they did it was in, insanity. They had double the points of the other teams. Now, you might have heard me in my other episodes, guys, where I've been mentioning quite a few times that you can have two teams go down to the wire. And most of the time, it always does go down to the wire where it could be maybe the last round where the Constructors' Championship was won because it's so close during a year. You could have it going down to maybe even the second last round. But guys, there's six races to go. Six races to go. And they wrap up the Constructors' Championship with double the points. In fact, I maybe even must check it again. It might be even more than double the points. Just unbelievable and well done to them. Uh, Red Bull, Christian Horner has done an amazing job. Adrian Newey, the, the golden man, the man with the golden gun, as you'd say. He's unbelievable. Again, just showing his utter sheer genius at work. Verstappen obviously has done brilliant. Has won how many? Uh, I think he's won 13 this year so far. It's, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Utter dominance by Red Bull. So well done to the, uh, the Red, uh, Constructor, uh, sorry, Red Bull. That is their sixth Constructors Championship. So they're really racking up the... Uh, they're really racking up the, the trophies here. The trophy cabinet's getting a lot bigger in the, the factory back home in England. <laughs> so it is. But the, the race was quite dramatic, wasn't it? Uh, obviously, Verstappen walked the race. Great for him. I mean, it was, it was an easy race for him. Even though Piaz- uh, sorry, Norris got off to a good start. And, and he was in third. And if you remember, guys, I was talking about this yesterday. I'm just going to turn the camera around here, guys. Bear with me. My shoulder's killing me here. Excuse me. Uh, I was saying is that the start is very, very tricky in Suzuka because what happens is you've got the the clean side of the track on the left-hand side. And on the right-hand side, that's where all the dirt gets gets thrown from the cars and it just sits on the right-hand side. So anybody that starts off in pole, which Verstappen did, he's on the clean side. Therefore, if it's the clean side, he's going to get more grip getting off the line. And it, therefore, well, technically, he's going to have a better start. And he had a pretty good start. But Lando Norris in third. Now, you'd be thinking, well, maybe Piastri would have had a great start. The thing is, is that... Uh, one second now, guys. I'm just going to sh- turn this camera around again. Uh, the thing is with that... <coughs> excuse me. Is that... Um, Piastri was in, uh, sorry, Norris was in third position. So 
you might be thinking, well, whoa, how did he get such a good start, Lando Norris? Well, simple, because he was on the clean side of the track. He was behind Verstappen. So it just goes to show you guys that even if you, like, sometimes it's actually better to start in third or, let's say, fifth, seventh, ninth, right, the odd numbers, because you're on the clean side of the track. So keep an eye on that for other, for other races coming up. Because it, it, it's, it can be vital. I mean, I remember when I was racing in carts and cars, I could maybe start on pole or I could f- on third or fifth and I'd get a better start than the guy off, off pole because it just comes down to that. Very simple. You got dirty residue sitting on the other side of the track and you're in for one slippy experience coming off the, off the start line. So uh, yeah, Naris got a great start. I, I thought he was going to pip Verstappen there, didn't we? Uh, going into turn two, which was was making things very interesting, um, so it was it was great to watch. But obviously, he got off off he went, and I was very impressed with Oscar Piastri again. I know I keep talking about this guy, Piastri. He was just he meant he came into the pit lane, guys, and he just came in when the virtual safety car came out. Now I think. He actually timed this. Now, look, maybe I'm biased because I'm a real, I'm starting to be a real big fan of Piastri here. I think he actually timed it very, very well. He went, okay, virtual car coming in. Right, let's have this. We're coming in. Let's do a tire change. So he actually, as they say on Sky Sports, they call it a free pit stop, which really I would agree with them. It is a free pit stop because, yes, he's losing places when he comes into the pit lane. Thing is, when he rejoins into the 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 into the the row of cars on a virtual safety car, everybody's going slow. So the time that he loses when he comes into the pit lane, he's able to gain back up when he comes back on the lane the pit uh, the the track, simply because everybody's going slow, and they're all bunched up together. So I mean, he mu- I think they said he was going to probably gain about ten seconds back, which. He probably did. And 10 seconds, guys, that's a lifetime now. Look, it didn't work out for him at the end, unfortunately. Uh, I love that guy. But um, I got my prediction right, huh? Before we continue talking about the rest of the race. Is this the first prediction I actually got right this year? Jesus Christ. (laughs) I predicted it would be Verstappen, Norris and Piastri. And it was Verstappen, Norris, Piastri, followed by Leclerc in fourth, Hamilton in fifth. And wow, what a, there was a bit of a, a dice going on here between George Russell and Hamilton, wasn't there? My God. Um, you know, I, I think were they battling for sixth and seventh at one stage? And they were competing and battling like it was challenging for the lead. I mean, I, I loved it, guys. You know, you fight for every goddamn position. Great to see it. Even though I know I was having a go at Russell last week. But I got to admit now, hats off to the two of them today. They went for it, you know? They, they weren't just like giving up because they were in sixth and seventh. They went for it. And I, I, I like to see that they, they had fighting spirit. And that's what you want to see in a racing driver. And, you know, the points. And now, it was a bit confusing what was going on when Carla Science got behind them. Now, what happened in the race, I'm still trying to process it, I'll be honest with you. You had George Russell ahead, Hamilton right behind. Then we had Carlos Sainz coming up behind them. Now, it was clear as day. Carlos Sainz was the quicker car out of all those three. But I think it was actually quite good teamwork in a way 
because what happened was Hamilton was looking the quicker out of Russell on himself. And then Hamilton comes on the, on the, the radio and says, look, guys, Carlos Sainz, he's going to overtake the two of us and he's going to be gone. So I was thinking at that stage, like, oh, here we go. What, Hamilton just wants a free fucking overtake here and a free position? Like, are you joking me? But then actually it took me a few minutes to kind of go, ah, that's what they're doing. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to obviously finish ahead of Ferrari, but they knew that Carlos Sainz was the quicker driver. But what happened was, in fairness, I think Hamilton tweaked that, okay, well, listen, I'm quicker than Russell here. If we've got any chance of keeping ahead of the Ferraris, at least one of the Mercedes ahead of the Ferraris, well, then I need to get going here and get, get, get away from Russell. Let, him, let me overtake him. And that's what they did. So I actually do, I, I think I pretty much admit, I agree. I do agree with their, their decision to let Hamilton through. Russell literally let him pass. He got told to, to let him through. Uh, I think it was an important step because they did get more points. Uh, Carlos Sainz was, was flying. And, what do you say about the Ferraris here? I mean, Leclerc finishing fourth, yeah, okay. But uh, I, I don't get it, guys. I mean, I, I was saying it last week uh, for the Singapore Grand Prix that they're just all over the place. They were kicking ass in Singapore last week. Then all of a sudden, they're not even on the podium this weekend. It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Their car is just all over the place. So I really do. I hope they get it sorted out because, hey, who doesn't love Ferrari, huh? They're such a great team. They are Formula One. You know, if you think about Formula One, Ferrari, they're sexy. They're, they're cool. They're charismatic. I mean, the Ferrari name just speaks it all for themselves. So hopefully they can... It would be nice to see for the 2024 season coming up. I mean, I can't even believe we're nearly at the end of the season already. My God, the year is flying by. Only six races to go. Unbelievable. I just hope they really get their act together for next year. I really do. I really do. And it, I mean, it's great, guys, I think, with the budget cap in now, that they can only spend, is it $150 million? Uh, Maybe I'm going crazy here with that figure. Forgive me, uh, brain fade, guys. Anyway, there's a certain budget cap, if you didn't know that. So the teams cannot spend over a certain amount of money in the year. Now, you could see when Hamilton was kicking ass there for the last few years, winning championships over and over again, they were throwing money at the car. Throwing money. Then the budget cap comes in and boom. They're struggling. They're nowhere. They're nowhere. Fifth, sixth, seventh. I mean, Jesus. So it just goes to show you guys, you know how much money is invested in these teams. I mean, this is Mercedes. The amount of money they have, I mean, it must be just an unlimited bank account. A bottomless pit of money for them. So it was it was quite an interesting race. It really was. I think... Um, now, oh, let's talk about Verstappen, actually. So, here's the deal. For Verstappen to win the championship... He goes to Qatar in two weeks' time. There's a sprint race on the Saturday. And if he finishes, according, I think according to Sky Sports there a while ago, if Verstappen finishes on the podium in the sprint race, not even in the main race, just the sprint, he's champion. 
Now that'll definitely be a first, crowning a champion in a sprint race. <laughs> so uh, it's looking good for him. You know, even if he has a bit of a, a glitch or a, a bump on the road here in, in the sprint race, as long as he finishes in the top three, I think, in the, t- in the, the main Grand Prix on the Sunday, he's good. He's good. So I think there's a very, very good chance that we're going to be crowning a new champion in two weeks' time in Qatar. So it'll be interesting to see. But, uh, and I think they're going to be doing everything they can. They've Red Bull, they've just won the Constructors' Championship today. And again, hats off to them. It was just sensational how, how they've done it so, so dominantly. Amazing. Uh, Qatar would be, int- I think it's going to be an interesting Grand Prix. Uh, it's going to be, obviously, it's going to be definitely going to be dry. Uh, the heat's going to be, will play a factor too. I think Verstappen's going to go well there. Their car does very well in the heat. Uh, and that's very important, guys, too, because when you look at car setup, you can have a car that goes very, very well for, let's say you have a 50-lap race, a 50-lap Grand Prix. If the heat is too much for a certain car, your, their car can go really well for 10 to 20 laps. But then if the tires start overheating or the engine starts overheating or God, you know, it just gets too much for the car, the car can start going slower. So it'll be interesting in that kind of heat to see with quite a few updates now uh, on the cars these days. So even if you have an update, guys, it doesn't mean that everything's working perfectly. I mean, look at even McLaren. Uh, they were, they've been... They've been struggling, let me see, uh, did Oscar Piastri, as far as I remember, he finished, finished. oh, did he start 17th in Singapore, and I think he finished in the points, but Norris was right up there. Now, maybe just Piastri was struggling that weekend with the car setup, I don't know, but it just goes to show you that an upgrade doesn't guarantee you everything. Now, I definitely knew that they, they'd go well here. At, uh, at Suzuka, high-speed track. That car is very, very well balanced at, at high-speed tracks. I think they might have a bit of a problem for the rest, the remaining part of the year. I think we're done, as far, if I'm, unless I'm having brain fade here. I think we're pretty much done with the high, high-speed tracks. High-speed tracks now, like uh, Spa, Silverstone, Suzuka. The three S's, huh? Uh, so I think it's going to be uh, interesting. I mean, I think they're going to probably be gunning for podiums for the rest of the year. If they could pull a win out of the bag, I think the only way, unfortunately, because I'm a f- real big fan of McLaren, I think the only way McLaren could get a win this year is if they just keep in second or third, keep the pressure on, keep the pressure on, keep your place, keep your place. And then if Verstappen or Perez, whoever the leader is, if they have a mechanical breakdown. So, yeah, I think they're going to struggle for the rest of the year. But, hey, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. So I can't, guys, we're going to finish it off here now in about two seconds. Just closing, though. I can't believe the Constructors' Championship. Honestly, guys, I can't believe the Constructors' Championship is done already. Uh, I, I've literally been trying to remember and I've trying to been, I'm, I'm trying to still do some research here. And by the way, for my guitar preview in two weeks' time uh, before the race, I'll see if I can find when the quickest 
are the shortest time the Constructors' Championship was ever won. I mean, Red Bull are definitely up there with six races to go. Jesus Christ. Still getting, still trying to get my head around that. Still trying to process that. So, I mean, utter, utter dominance. Brilliant. Well-deserved. They've, they've just, every box they're ticking. Their, their professionalism. Brilliant. Well done. What can you say to Red Bull? What can you say? I'd like to see Alonso. I don't know what's going on with Alonso this year, man. He, I, I think as, if you're following Formula 1 this year, guys, he was doing very well at the start of the year. But unfortunately, they're running out of slow speed tracks. Like they did all right at Hungary. They did very well at Monaco. They qualified second, but they didn't win the race. But we're running out of tracks here, man. We're running out of tracks for any Alonso fans. Ugh. It's tough. It's tough to know. Maybe Houston coming up. Now, that, that that's still... I would say Houston really... I know the track. Would you... You'd, you'd say mid-speed. There's quite a few bends that are high speed. The quick left, right, left, right. I think it was a turn three up to turn seven or something. They're, they're quite fast. But the rest of the track is a bit sort of stop-starty. Uh, so I, I don't know if they're going to, if Aston Martin, Alonso can, can do anything here, can do anything. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. So guys, we'll, uh, we'll leave it there today. And uh, thanks for watching. Um, sorry for about the, the background here. My, my apartment's uh, in a bit of a mess, I think. <laughs> um, do you know what? It's probably better if you're li- listening on audio. <laughs> you don't want to see this mess. But yeah, we're just unfortunately stranded. Oh, and I just one one last thing before I go. Shout out to the Irish team, Rugby World Cup. We had a great win over South Africa well, last night. Well done to the boys. Great result. We're looking good for the World Cup here, guys. Any of you Irish listeners here? Uh, any of my overseas listeners, if you don't watch rugby, you should check it out. The World Cup is a great event. It's, it's great fun. Uh, especially for my American uh, listeners and Canadian listeners, you probably have seen rugby once or twice i know it's not a big thing in uh in america and canada um american football would probably be the the number one sport but check it out guys it's you might be you might be interested like it youtube some of their stuff and uh hopefully Ireland can go the whole way fingers crossed please god so guys thanks for listening thanks for watching and i'll see you for the guitar grand prix preview obviously i'll be back with some more episodes during the week Uh, discussing dating or any other stuff that we're going to come up with and possibly more Formula One talk. But until then, we'll have the guitar preview in two weeks' time. Thanks, guys. See ya.